Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to Australia's number one daily sports news podcast, The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast fun hit of sport for Tuesday, the 5th of December. Today, a fresh start for a heartbroken magpie. Bernard Tomic hit with a reality check about his chances of an Australian Open wildcard. And is the world of golf set to undergo a ball revolution? But first... With a shiny kookaburra ball in his hand, steaming in off a long run, there have been few more terrifying fast bowlers than Mitchell Johnson. No, he's done it! Mitchell Johnson's done it! With ten balls remaining, Australia win the third test match at the Sydney Cricket Ground. And it would seem that Mitch is having a similar impact with the pen as he did with the ball. Current and former teammates have come out in force defending David Warner after Mitchell Johnson's stunning takedown of his former test teammate. Yeah, Johnson sent down something of a fiery bouncer in David Warner's direction with his column in the Western Australian yesterday in which he asked, quote, why a struggling test opener gets to nominate his own retirement and why a player at the centre of one of our biggest scandals in Australian cricket history warrants a hero's send-off. Johnson didn't hold back as he basically said Warner shouldn't have been included in the 14-man squad for the opening test of the summer against Pakistan in Perth that kicks off on December 14th. But Davey's teammates don't agree. For him to imply that Dave Warner or anyone else involved in sandpaper is not a not a hero, I, I strongly disagree because I believe they paid their dues. A year, year out of cricket, Richard Johnson's never done it. It's a long time. It's, it's a long time. And I was there... I saw the toll, took Steve Smith and David Warner. David Warner, Smith, Steve Smith are heroes in my mind. Usman Khwaja, happy to take on Mitchell Johnson's comments at the launch event for the Big Bash yesterday in defence of his teammate as Australia prepare themselves for a summer against Pakistan and the West Indies. But Warner wasn't the only person caught in Johnson's crosshairs. Target locked. Johnson also took aim at the chief selector, George Bailey, arguing that he was too close to Warner, having played alongside him, to make the difficult decision to actually drop Warner from the squad. Yeah, them's fighting words. Suffice to say, Mitchell Johnson has given the launch of the upcoming summer of cricket a big old shot in the arm. It was a moment every Collingwood fan, employee and players past and present won't soon forget. The Magpies and their massive army are going to win a record equaling 16th flag. How sweet it is! Collingwood win the grand final! But for then Collingwood Vice-Captain Taylor Adams, the Pies' triumph in the 2023 AFL Grand Final over the Brisbane Lions was the moment he knew it was time to move on. I don't think I'll ever fully get over that. Yeah, it's not just me, it's my family, you know, my support network, the people at the footy club that put so much time and effort in and then you fall one hurdle short. So, yeah, it's heartbreaking. And so I was extremely happy for them that you just want to be a part of it. Adams spoke to the media yesterday for the first time as a Sydney Swan having made the move in the off-season from Collingwood North to the Swans and revealed that he'll never fully get over missing out on the Pies Premiership after suffering a hamstring strain ahead of the preliminary fighter, which ultimately kept him out of the grand final. Yeah, fresh start's going to be good. Um, I'm really motivated to, to make sure that I have a great pre-season, keep my body healthy and you know train as, as much as I possibly can and... And then, yeah, just take it from there. I'm just excited to be back. Body's feeling good and back training. The arrival at Sydney is a homecoming of sorts for Adam, who began his career with the Swans' crosstown rivals GWS. But now he's a 200-game veteran looking to make up for his missed premiership opportunity with the Pies as a Swan. While the game of wait and see continues for Australia's biggest tennis drawcard, Nick Kyrgios, a former rival is ready to roll if Tennis Australia will get on board. There was so much pressure and so much uh, 
eyes on me at a young age and everyone expected you'll be number one at 18 and, and 19. It doesn't work like that, you know? Bernard Tomic, the one-time wonder kid of the tennis world, is surprisingly in the middle of a career revival. Seriously? Yeah, over the last year and a half, Tomic has lifted his world ranking from a dismal 825 to a far less embarrassing 278 in the world and is pressing a case to be handed a wild card for the upcoming Australian Open of Tennis. But tournament director Craig Tiley doesn't seem to be on the bandwagon just yet. I think he's just around 300-something, so he, he would have to... It'll depend on the qualifying drop. We'll know today um, on the main draw, and there'll be a cut. I'm, I'm predicting that the cut for the main draw, because a lot of players will use their protected rankings, like particularly the returning moms on the women's side, I'm predicting the cut will be the strongest in the history, which means that in the qualifying it's going to also be really tough to get in. It will be the strongest draw we ha- we've had based on where the cut is. Primarily because you've got we've got eight players that haven't played in the last year or two that are now returning and they'll return here in Australia. So, you know, for Bernie to get in, the ranking needs to be higher. Tylee basically admitting there that Tomic has buckleys of gaining automatic entry into the tournament through the good graces of Tennis Australia, an organisation that Bernard has famously butted heads with over his journey in the sport. But Tylee stressed that the strained relationship will not impact their judgment of Bernie's worthiness. It's not so much about the relationship, but it's about if they're deserving. If they're deserving based on... So the the things we consider, their form of player coming in, there is a factor on looking at age in some instances because you want to... Do you want to give the younger player an opportunity versus the one that's been the journey we've been out there for a while? And then the other one is that, you know, based on their form, predict away with the coaches what's their chances of, of, of winning because you want to put players, Aussies in, players in the draw that take advantage of the opportunity. Meanwhile, Nick Kyrgios, who Tennis Australia would crawl over broken glass to hand a wild card if necessary, looks increasingly unlikely to participate in his home Grand Slam tournament as he recovers from knee surgery, although Tylee has said that even if he's not playing, the Oz Open will get a taste of King Kyrgios in one form or another. That's a relief. <laughs> Football has brought in their video assistant referee, a.k.a. VAR. AFL has brought in goal line technology. Even the NRL is looking at technology that will help them rule on forward passes in the near future. And while all those sports are looking to technology to help them get better, golf is taking a technological backstep. Oh my God, you got a hold of that one. The US Golf Association and the Royal and Ancient Golf Club, basically the governments of golf, are set to introduce new regulations around the types of balls that can be used by not only the pros, but also weekend hackers like you and me. That's too far. The governing bodies are set to introduce a golf ball rollback, which will essentially mean that the golf balls used by everyone don't travel as far as they do right now. Something that the goat or the tiger agrees with. You know, this has been, I guess, the talk for ever since I've been out on tour. And then, you know, to finally see it come to this point where I think both governing bodies um, who control the rules around the world are going to come to a collaborative understanding of, you know, how far it's, you know, we just don't have enough property anymore. And so I think that that understanding that, uh, yeah, it was, we've been hammering that the ball needs to slow down, but it has kept speeding up my entire time on career, and here we are. The changes are driven by the fact that the pros are hitting the ball further than they ever have as a result of not only increased performance from the golfers themselves, but also because of the improved technology in the game. The changes are designed to stop the existing golf courses around the world from simply becoming too short for the pros to play on. And it sort of applies for us amateurs too. But before you go and toss that pack of Pro V1s into the pond, Let's just find out what the timeline is for these changes. The amateurs will be affected starting in 2030. Professionals and high-level amateurs will start getting impacted in 2028. Yeah, I'm pretty confident I won't have any of the golf balls I own now by the time 2030 rolls around. 
And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the scorecard. Listener.